everyone, and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me again, and again, and again, and again, for more chit-chat around that there Star Trek stuff, my dear friends, Commander Eric and Commander David. Welcome back, gents. Good to see both of you again. What's up? It's good to be back. Yeah, it is. I'm back in the saddle again, like Steven Tyler said. Yes. I feel like you. That's like a go to song opening <laughs> greeting for you, my dude. I don't think I've ever mentioned that song ever. Yes, you have. I, I got know. receipts. I, I know. I can look through them too. <laughs> oh, man. He's riding high. There we go. Boys are back in town. See, that? I know that's on there. Oh, yeah. The boys are back in town. Sure. That's, that's another one. Yeah. That's another one. Eric's back. David has recovered from his earache. I mean, all is well with the world, I think. Unless y'all got a surprise for me, which I love a good surprise. Or do I? No surprises. No surprise. Dang it. You had no one job, David. One job. I have zero surprises. Dad, come it, y'all. Man. Okay. Well, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. What's been what's been going on? If we don't have surprise, I mean, anything cool happened since uh, the last time? Besides, no ear infections and Eric being back with us. I mean, you know, we uh, we uh, took my nephews, my Raquel's nephews, my nephews too, um, to on Saturday to some luchador fights. Cool. Right, nice. you know the not the nacho, nacho, <laughs> and and like there was also a um like a a band playing and they were wearing the luchador masks, but they were doing like '90s pop punk wearing the luchador masks. So it's a little like like the aesthetic and the music didn't quite fit. But man, my seven year old nephew, he was head banging it in devil horns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about hardcore. <laughs> Man, speaking of nine, speaking of '90s music, we're all we're all products of the '90s, and uh, not too long ago there was this little thing called the VMA Awards, and uh, Taylor Swift kind of like swept everything. But the first presenter of the night was NSYNC, and it's there's this speculation that there's going to be this NSYNC reunion tour. And I'm just kind of curious, would you go if they came to a town near you? Like, see NSYNC live in person? No. Yes. <laughs> All right, we're doing great. Split vote. I guess I got to <laughs> break that tie. So my wife, my wife would also want to go. She's an NSYNC fan. You know, I was BSB all the way, but yeah, I'd still go see them. I was not into boy bands at the time, mm. but I, I did see them, uh, that, that hot ones, the YouTube show where they eat yeah. wing, hot wings. They had an episode with them on it. I guess they released a, a single. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Justin Timberlake, he's been on the trolls movies, uh, with, uh, Anna Kendrick. Oh, the trolls movies. What a franchise guys. They're, they're actually really good. I mean, they're, they're, they're really good. And anyways, the, the there's one coming out, I think, in 
November, and it's like something back to the band or boy band or something. And anyway, NSYNC, um, they did produce a song for that upcoming movie. So nice. Yeah. Okay. Nostalgia is pretty ripe. I mean, the more nostalgia you can throw around nowadays, more people tend to like it, though. So. Oh, yeah. People, they'll they'll charge an arm and a leg for it if it happens, and people will pay it. Yeah. (laughs) I've been seeing, like, ever since, like, they made their appearance and, like, Taylor Swift, like, lost her collective mind when she received that award. She was, like, she, like, turns right to them, and she's, like, what are you guys doing? Like, what are you doing here? Like. I need to know. Like, I had your dolls growing up. Like, they're not wh- dolls. They're mar- first of all. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what Chris said. By the they're way, not they're not dolls. They're like, marionettes. There's a Joey. There's a Joey fat one right over there. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> that's that's Raquel's favorite Joey fat one. He's right there. Oh. 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 Anyway. It's pronounced Fatone. It is Fatone. And he <laughs> and he, 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 has a, he has his own game show on the Game Show Network, by the way. <laughs> he does, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're off the rails already. This is a great <laughs> Rick start. texted, they're marionettes. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so, like, there have been, like, these things I've seen, like, on, like, um, different social media platforms and, like, even, like, Taylor's, like, freaking out, like, what are you guys doing? Like, I need to know what's going on. And um, one of the ones I saw was like, if you didn't listen to NSYNC on hit clips um, in the late 90s, early 2000s, you can't buy a ticket. Like, you need to let us have this one, y'all. Right. And there was another one that if your birth year doesn't start with 19, you can't buy a ticket. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, that would be a funny, funny thing to put in there. Please enter your birthday. You are far too young for this. Right, and, right. And, and I've seen another one. Can we start the show at like 3.30 p.m.? Because <laughs> most of us have to be home and in bed by 9. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I saw one person was like, I'm loving the, I'm, I'm loving the transformation of uh, JC sh- uh, slowly into uh, Bono. Hey, JC was the talented one. He was. He was crazy talented. Not the not the JT. Shots fired. Who? <laughs> well, we just we just had a, a little boy band explosion there. Speaking of something of older music, like I hate calling this older music, but Take it back. you guys are familiar with like now that's what I call music, right? Yeah, now they're like on what now two hundred or something. Well, I saw one. It was called now that's what I call dad rock. It has like some forty one and Avril Lavigne. <laughs> what? That's dad rock. Now? That's dad rock. <laughs> well, Chase, yeah. you're a dad. Yeah, you're a dad. Did you rock out to some forty one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Some fat lip. Fat right? lip. Fat yeah. lip is a banger. That song still kicks ass to this day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Skater boy, girlfriend. Oh, I mean, <clears throat> man, we're, we're just taking a trip down memory lane, aren't we, boys? That's right. And David's like, I would not have hung out with either of you in high school with that I kind of musical not. taste. <laughs> No, I, I mean, don't think I, I don't we, think we I don't think a lot of pop punk, 
I don't think David would have hung out with us back then. I hung out with everybody. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. All the people. I hung out with nobody, right? I just <laughs> hugged the wall as I tried to walk past everybody. We did stuff. I'm talking about at school. You were on the football team, man. Yeah, but that's because I love football. Not because I liked any of the people. No. <laughs> there, there. Hmm. 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 Okay. What position did you play? Uh, running back, uh, and then uh, strong safety linebacker. Oh, very good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Back when I was in shape. Back when we were all in shape. Yeah. No, Brown but like, I was in like good shape back then. Not just the fat guy I am now. <laughs> anyway, David, I think we kind of like hijacked like the part where you were going to say something. <laughs> Oh, there's nothing going on here. Okay. Man. Okay. <laughs> it's, just, All right. it's, just, it's the same old stuff, dude. We're just <laughs> getting ready for uh, for our honeymoon. We booked the last couple of stops on our two-week road trip. So. Nice. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Nice. We still haven't gone on. When does that those. start? Uh, October 6th. Cool. Nice. So two weeks driving out west, hitting a few national parks doing a bunch of jazz see that's cool right yeah we're gonna hit... i know chase you went to disney world right we yeah we did disney and we did a cruise okay uh, that's not bad yeah yeah we're hitting we're hitting rushmore um i mean we're driving through i think we said like it's like 11 states wow. but uh hit bryce wow. canyon hit grand canyon mesa verde uh you know which rim of the Grand Canyon are you going to do? I, I, we, I, we haven't really decided. We're, we're there for three days. Okay. So we we might do both. We might just do south and then, you know, catch catch whatever else. But Yeah. Yeah. We've only been to the south rim. Uh, we, we did a, uh, a road trip in 2015. I might have shared this with you all. I don't remember. But we did a road trip out to uh, California for Disneyland's uh, Diamond Anniversary. And uh, we stopped in Flagstaff. We camped in Flagstaff and um, met up with some people. We went to a church service out there. And then we drove up to the South Rim, did that. And then we hauled it out to Vegas. We did Vegas for like a day or two and then Anaheim. So, yeah, we it was South Rim is gorgeous. Like, um, I want to go to the North Rim eventually, but I think South Rim gets a lot of love. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Sweet. I ain't got nothing. It's double negative, but I ain't got nothing. So, y'all ready to do this? You want to talk Trek? Let's do the thing. Let's do the thing. All right, everyone. We'll buckle up because we are going where no one has gone before and that's right we are going into this latest episode of star trek lower deck season four episode four something borrowed something green 
Wow. Like, I'm still messed up with like the two episode premiere. It doesn't feel like we're in episode four. Yeah, <clears throat> that's fair. It's just, it's just wild, you know. Like next week, next week's episode is going to be the halfway mark of the season, and like we just started this dang thing. Like we're only going to get nine weeks instead of ten. I mean, I know that's not that big of a difference, but I feel like it is. Um, and just like with like some of the story stuff like we're going to be talking about here at the very beginning and like some stuff that we saw like in the first two episodes like I want to start getting some like story development on this stuff like with this ship so let's just jump right into it so um, we've seen in previous episodes uh, with like Klingons and Romulans and now with an Orion ship um, on this Orion ship we're hanging out with some lower deckers there talking about tattoos and treasures and things of that nature and then we get up to the bridge and we're doing like pirate adjacent type stuff with this particular ship (laughs) pirate adjacent (laughs) and um we 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 think we're gonna get like some kind of like pillaging opportunity because we see this random small white ship right and it's the same ship that we saw with the klingons and the romulans it's like, hey, stop right there, you know, when we do the whole thing. And then, boom, again, ship turns around, disables power, and, you know, renders the ship, you know, completely useless. And then basically blows it up, question mark. Um, and we're just back to, this is our third ship with <clears throat> this, that's, that's been decimated by this mystery ship. So, so yeah, before we, I mean, like... This is some good witty banter. I'm a pirate. I steal things. No, I just plagiarized. You're a pirate plagiarizer. <laughs> <laughs> They're just roasting this dude. <laughs> but, like, so, I mean, we've already, this story of this mystery ship that just blows up random people, we've already, like, done this in Enterprise Season 4, right? It's the same basic story, right? Basically, um, yeah. but like the point of it, I know, I know we don't know anything yet, but like you said, it's just blowing up all these ships, isn't it? Right? Mm-hmm. Is are there any survivors? Because like, what's the point of just randomly blowing up a ship if you don't have any survivors? Right? To like strike fear into people. Like, what what's the end game here for this? I don't know, but you know, as you were talking, one thing did occur to me. You know, with this being season four and it been like the the artwork for the season being like an homage to, you know, the whale movie. (laughs) um, What if the white ship is basically the whale probe? Like, I know it's not the whale probe, but what if it's like a stand in for the whale probe where it's trying to communicate with something? Well, it's not doing a really good job, is it? No. It's not even trying to communicate. See, I started thinking about this a little bit, um, and maybe I'm I'm misremembering some of our past episodes, but when this ship seemingly like vaporizes everything, we see like parts of ship and parts of like you know like there's a batleth in the Klingon, but do we actually see bodies? No, because all I'm thinking about is is it honestly like killing all the people? Or is it like, you know, bringing them in? 
and see that's a good that's a good observation because even with this episode I was thinking that this shot looked different in the sense that you do see some Orions like on screen like whenever it kind of like washes it out right like there's like this like white glow um, on the bridge so it does make me wonder kind of I think where you're going with this David of is it like some like uber powered transporter where it can handle human bodies but it shreds ships or, or something like that interesting I don't know I hope I didn't just completely hijack or twist what you're trying to say but like anyway well it would it would be I mean nothing's really unique anymore but like it would be a bit of a twist from like just have it, having to do some bringing the entire fleet space battle to more of a seek to understand and find a way to communicate Mm-hmm. So it'd be a little bit of a change up. Mm-hmm. Or actually, not really, because it just seems like everything we're doing is communication in a weird way. Hmm. <laughs> okay. My Go question on. is, when when are we getting the resolution? When are we getting answers? Do you think it's going to be like episode nine, like the the final back part of episode nine, and then episode ten is about this? Or are we going to find some answers a little bit sooner than that? Probably. That's probably what's going to happen. I'm, I mean, I'm hope, I'm thinking like eight and maybe like nine and ten will be a two-parter in terms of like actually dealing with this mystery ship. And maybe doing like a rescue if there are in fact you know, various species on this ship. If it is, in fact, some kind of, like, uber death ray transporter thing. Well, I mean, I feel like it has to have something to do with evil Boimler from the end of last season, right? Because that was the final moment of last season. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't make sense to just drop that storyline completely. Hmm. Yeah, and weren't we supposed to... um... Uh, badgy. Were we supposed to get another Badgy? Well, Badgy was taken care of with the because he was the all those um, Alito, not the Alito class, the Texas class ships, right? Yeah, I just they, thought there was something that we had saw along. Maybe I'm just misremembering, but I I thought there was something more with that, but maybe not. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's all peanut hamper. Oh. Peanut oh, hamper well, found advanced technology. Well, peanut hamper, peanut hamper is stuck with Agamus, right? Yeah. Is that the other yeah. Agamus in the giant yeah. bank of evil computers? Yeah. Honestly, honestly, I, I don't like peanut hamper, but like a return clip of the giant bank of evil computers <laughs> could be funny well, with well, Jeffrey Combs. With Jeffrey Combs. Do you want like a peanut hamper Agamus buddy cop kind of episode? No. No, I do not want a peanut hamper centric episode. I said a scene of the giant bank of evil computers could be fun. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Well, okay. So on the Cerritos, right, 
So we have our um, our lower deck uh mainly our ladies, who are um, in this room, and uh, Tendi is finishing up some cataloging of some disease stuff, and she's kind of surprised that the work is actually done. She's like, dang, we never finished work. There was always work to do when we were, like, ensigns. And uh, it's like, yeah, it's one of those perks of being Lieutenant J.G., yo. And, yeah, uh, but, but, like... Can we like stop ourselves a little bit, Mike McMahon, with the, with the the, the little sex joke thing? I know that there's gonna be sex jokes later in this episode, but those are those are okay. This one here, it's like finish purging all the diseases from the transporter buffer that we got on the last away team or shore leave. That's like the insinuation there is like, what do people use the holodeck for? <laughs> Right. Yeah. What, what Is that not u- the insinuation of that that line? Yeah, what, what do they use it for, Eric? To play Mark Twain. <laughs> now, I do now. declare. <laughs> I do declare. Well, I say what I say. I had a professor, man, in grad school. I loved him. He he was so ridiculous. He would say things like, "Well, I say." Um, I went to this school, and I have a PhD, which means I know great and wise things. Things like chapter one comes before chapter two. <laughs> Wisdom. Wow. It's great. It was great. Oh, man. All right, so we're doing the thing. We have uh, Talyn, Mariner, and Tendi all hanging out in this room. And then out of nowhere, we have um, Captain Freeman shows up and's like, hey, by the way, you're a... Uh, your leave was approved. Have fun at your sister's wedding. And, like, she is just so, like, apprehensive, man, about, like, this thing. And, like, ooh, let's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have to go. Like, really, I don't have to go. It's like, no, we want you to go because we don't know really anything about Orion's and the Orion home planet. So please go. <clears throat> man, I love Talyn. Talyn is so funny. That drive over humor. Yeah. Like, seeing this culture that we never get to see the Vulcan High Command would love this this report mm-hmm. it would be quite illuminating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're just going to be doing a bunch of boring traditions <laughs> even better <laughs> so we uh, we decide alright well I guess we'll do it apprehensively and there they go and then um, it's a great opportunity for the girls to get away from uh, the bromance, apparently, that is Rutherford and Boimler with um, having their own room together now. Fighting over who's going to water a bonsai tree. Spritz. You're, you're right. It's spritzing. A, it's a spritz. Okay. Spritzing <laughs> bonsai tree. Good grief. But it's like, my, uh, my engineering in my sleep isn't keeping you awake at night. No, it's rather quite peaceful. <laughs> yeah. Like, did they not sleep right next to each other before? Their beds are probably the same distance away from each other now as they were before. Right? Closer. No, they're well, they, closer. Well, they were across the hall. Across they the have hall. bunk beds. Yeah. For themselves. Okay, they weren't bunked, right? It was Mariner and, and Boimler that were bunked, yeah. right? Yeah. That's true. All right. Um, 
Alright, you want to talk about Boimler or you want to talk about Tendi for a while? You probably ought to just do the Tendi line. That's the more, in quotations, important side. Man, okay. Important. Important. Alright, so, again, we're kind of... Uh, Tendi's still apprehensive about this whole thing, and um, we're in a shuttlecraft, and we're heading down to um, the Orion homeworld, uh, where she lives. And by the way, did anyone catch the alien rhinoceros-looking things as they're descending in the shuttlecraft, or was that just me? Alien rhinoceros there? I think I missed that. Yeah, like, as they're coming down, there's a dude. Like, he's basically got this saddle on, like, a rhinoceros. Basically, it's like a. It, it looks like a rhinoceros, but it also has like these like side kind of like horn, tusk things, but it totally looks like a rhinoceros. Anyway, um, anyway, they get down there and they they land, and dudes with swords pop out of nowhere. Mariner's like, "Get back! I got this! I got this!" Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. It's okay, dude. Dude, you live in a freaking castle. <laughs> it's not a. It's not a castle. It's barely that big. We're only the fifth, like what the fifth largest or most <laughs> affluent. Only barely the fifth largest family. <laughs> it's no big deal. And they call her mistress. Yep. Right. So yeah, the the Tendi's secret service take her um, to Lynn and Mariner on like this little. What's that called? Like, what's that thing called? It's not a, it's not a bar. It's just a. a it's like lift. a little chariot type thing. I yeah. What's that called? Them. I don't know what that called. That gum, like, like I know, like I just think of like, um, like pharaohs and stuff like that, like having that kind of stuff for some yeah. reason. Um. Anyway, so, tent. We we meet the parents right, and like the parents are like, Devana. Your sister, De Erica, has been kidnapped. Oh, bridal kidnappings. <laughs> Gee. Thanks. And um, you know, you're you're the prime daughter. It's your job to go find her. Dude, go do what's the a thing. Prime? I have no idea, but it sounds badass. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. Not right now. So we are we we saddle up and we we reluctantly decide we're going to investigate and try and find her. Basically, yeah. there's and there's like there's a little bit of family drama. It's like and to the oil bass, dude. Can we like check out the oil bass? That keep hearing about. Yeah, I'll go that way. So um, we basically got a um, what? We um, get dressed up in our nice like clothes, right? Our our nightclub clothes, yeah. yeah. It has a dress code, slit throat or whatever is the name of it. Off to, um, uh, oh, oh, hold on. Before we get there, Mariner has already been stabbed in the shoulder at this point. No, no, she does not yet. Oh, that's right. Not until we get to the club. Okay, so we get to the club and uh, we're... How how are we going to get in? (sighs) Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Mistress of the Winter Constellation, don't flame me. Don't flay me. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't flay anybody. He's just kidding. He's just joking. <laughs> the mariner's like, dude, why have you never brought me here? 
place is so cool. <laughs> and uh, we run in. We're, we're there she for does a little command bit. An unexpected gravitas. <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't Talyn in last season, man? Like, <laughs> she's great. No, she really is. She really is. Um, Sometimes you need a little dry humor when all you have is like over the top. Mm-hmm. Right. So balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So then, now this is where Mariner gets stabbed. Yeah. So this knife gets thrown at Tendi, and Tendi like dodges out the way, and it end, ends up landing in. Mariner's um, shoulder on the right side, and like it's it's this old like high school friend basically. Yeah, and she's the, she runs this club. Yeah, and uh, basically like she's like holding out information about stuff allegedly, and they're going to what play beer pong basically. No, how do you get so good at the drinking deadly bug game? Oh, yeah, the, the murder bug drinking murder game. Bug, the murder bug drinking game. <laughs> that was the... <sighs> yeah, it's my first time. I don't know what this game is. <laughs> so, we play the game, and we get a little bit of information, and we decide to go a little bit more, and we end up we should well, first of all. We should hang out. We should hang out when you're done with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, totally. totally. Not I'm gonna not happen. Calling now. <laughs> I'm not. Raise your hand her. if you've ever felt that way about someone. My hands raised. Everyone <laughs> does plays that game. <laughs> Everyone plays that game. He looks oh, totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. Oh. Or have you ever done that and meant it, but like your wife is like. Right, 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 right. No. <laughs> so, Madam G, um, right, that's her name? Um, no, 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 I'm getting ahead of myself. No, no, yeah, Madam G is, is the name of this high school friend. Um, there's some kind of information about um, De Erica's ex, Niall, Niall. Is that Nyla right? or something like that. Yeah, something Saint, like that. Uh, anyway, so we we go investigate and we end up in this dungeon, like this. Yeah, it's like a sex club. Yeah, it's like a it's like an orgy room slash. I don't know what. Just a. Red, I mean, we it's a we saw room. something like this. In the Discovery season one finale, right? When they all went to Kronos and there was the Orion sector and they had to go into like some club like this to find information or something. Like Georgiou, like evil Georgiou led them in there. Emperor Georgiou led them in there. There's just a lot of thrusting going on behind their hats. A lot of good good hip motion. Oh, can boy. we can we talk about how the the mistress of this like dungeon was totally channeling some like Ursula vibes? Yeah, yeah, I see what I see what you mean there. Like straight up Ursula, man. Like if if Ursula from the Little Mermaid was an Orion, that's what she would look like right there. 
Yeah, but like even before that, we see this ex-boyfriend guy, and he just takes off running, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, he is aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> but he's like, you're gonna give up all your information. I swear, I don't know anything. Yeah, he's he's on like, the I'm moans. I'm just hopped up on the stink. On the moans, man. He's like, oh, you're gonna spill it, or I'll spill your guts. Oh wait, wait! I heard that in a movie. I don't. I, I've never done that before. <laughs> Boy. Okay. So, yeah, a, a, more attacking, right? We have some more attacking that's taking place. Mariner gets stabbed a second time in the same spot. She gets stabbed again in the exact same spot, y'all. No medical care. It's fine. So How if we she... can drop a boulder on Ransom, and he's fine. Like, we can get stabbed twice in the same spot. How does she not have nerve damage from that, man? Like, well, she, yeah, she's just ripping these knives out, too, so. <laughs> it's, like, not bleeding. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. Oh, well... And this Ursula lady sicks her, sicks her little people on them. And How she dare like, you insult me? And then, like, what? Tendi, Tendi like, pulls out, like, the like anti-hypo spray. The anti-pheromone spray. Mm. And they're like, dang, we're in another dungeon? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like, this has happened to them before. They got hopped up on the on, on the, the snakes. <laughs> I like kidnapped to work in a sex dungeon. Yeah. Like <laughs> I should not be laughing at that last part. Kidnapped and working in a sex dungeon. I, I mean, I get it. It's a cartoon. Yeah. And it's a mature themed one. But that was a little funny. Like, again? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like, human trafficking is no joke. No. <laughs> no. So, what? We. We finally get some answers, and to a certain extent, and we're told to go check out this other place, more or less. So, we go to this place where. Um, Devana and Erica used to hang out, and it's this ship graveyard. And it this one particular ship that they hang out on is apparently some kind of like Starfleet vessel because of the, I mean, it's a Starfleet vessel. And um, after a little while of you know Tendi saying some of her stuff and kind of talking about um, her and her sister growing up. Out of nowhere, her sister finally shows up. To Erica, shows up like a freaking ninja assassin to attack um, Tendi and unleash some aggression, basically. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, but before that, we learn like what a prime was, and, mm -hmm. and who, and, you know, Tendi's like, I, I'm telling you, I was trained to be a prime, an assassin. It's like the height of pirating, which I don't know if that's true, right? Is being an assassin like the height of pirating? I don't really think I so. Mean, yeah, if you, play, you pirate I mean, their lives. I mean, if you play a Assassin's Creed Black Flag, yeah. There, and then and then uh, mm -hmm. Mariner's like, listen, that's okay. I know who you really are. You're just a nerd scientist, not some like hot assassin chick. 
That's what she says. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so the, the the two sisters fight, and Mariner decides to get out the way along with Talyn. She kidnapped herself, right? Mm-hmm. It was like she did it on purpose, like because she doesn't like want the life that was left to her. Like basically, I wish you would have talked to me, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, and Tendy's like, "You did this just to bring me here. It's not all about you." Mm. Well, kind of seems like it's about me right now. <laughs> <laughs> kind of seems like it is. Yep. And uh, anyway, knife gets thrown, bounces off a wall, and hits Mariner in the shoulder. Same spot again. Third time. Third time. All right, three for three. Good job. And um, the sisters, they they duke it out, and they basically make amends. And um, they hotwire the ship and basically fly back to the mansion uh, with the ship kind of crashing along the way. No big deal. And they all live happily ever after the end. Yep. And they make it to the wedding on time. Yeah. But, you know, it's a little bonding moment over fighting. It's a little Klingon-y, right? It, it is a little mm. Klingon-y. Yeah. Klingon-y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's good. Meanwhile, on the Ritos, um, so we we had the, the whole thing with um, uh, Boimler and Rutherford kind of getting all upset about, like, the bonsai, and they decide they need to... Um, kind of sort it out but they don't realize it right away and they end up on the holodeck and they're arguing again and because both of them this time dressed up as Mark Twain mm-hmm. Samuel Clemens good old Samuel Clemens <clears throat> no like uh, Jerry Hardin right the actor who yes. played him yes. in, um, in Time Zero right one like two, yeah. he went on to later like do like a, a one man show where he pretended to be like mm-hmm. Mark Twain, right? Be- and he he because of the role in Star Trek. Yeah. And then you'll a lot of people maybe will know Jerry Harden from the X Files as well. Yeah, I liked him so much more than than, X. than the other guy who came after him. Yes. Mr. X. Gosh, I could not stand him at all. Yeah, it was a good story in season one yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's in them doing their like southern gentleman foghorn kind of chit chat that they <clears throat> ultimately make amends, right? Where they decide like you can have odd days and I'll have even days uh, for spritzing the bonsai. And uh, very quickly after that, they're called to the bridge um, where Freeman wants them for some reason. And, yeah, why uh, did they get caught to the bridge? I don't know. Like, <laughs> stand there. I, so we can see that storyline? Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, like, when the, the way they were approaching, like, I thought they were going to, like, do, like, a helm and, like, an ops kind of takeover. Yeah. Take or something. Position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they just stood there right next to Captain Freeman, like, right by the center seat. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Um,. Anyway, so we're there, and we get, like, a little bit of a deep cut 
when it comes to um, this alien that shows up, a Chalnoth, uh, which we haven't seen since, uh, what was it, the episode Allegiance in Next Gen, I think. Oh, that's what that thing was? Yeah, the I Chalnoth. Didn't rec- I didn't even recognize it. Yeah, I didn't either. Well. Yeah. Um, so, show up, and we're having like a hard time with this this alien because like we're we're trying to like scan things and like what's up with Starfleet always wanting to scan things right um yeah your your report your reports are too thorough too nuanced and too thorough <laughs> and uh there's a, there's a very much a time limit on this so we need to figure out like how to get the captain and um the this Chalnoth um officer person to see eye to eye. I think the name was Coker, Kakor, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, and Boimler and Rutherford like look at each other and they're like, let's do the thing. So we get Freeman and this Chalnoth dressed as Mark Twain <laughs> on the holodeck. Way to take a suggestion. What is this supposed to do exactly? Just talk to him in your southern your southern gentleman accent. <laughs> I did like when they when they said that to the other captain. He's like, "I am from the south." <laughs> that is my southern accent. <laughs> it reminded me um, of uh, there was a, a ninth Doctor episode. It was actually his first episode from. Um, and the companion in Doctor Who is like, why do you sound like you're from the north? Lots of planets have a north. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Doctor Who. Series 1, Episode 1, Rose. There you go, everyone, if you want to know what I'm talking about. Um, all right. <clears throat> so that's not working. The holodeck is, like, getting all ripped up. This is a legitimate question. How do we get from the holodeck to Boimler and Rutherford's quarters? This is where I'm a little lost. Well, they say, they explain why they wanted this exercise, and they said we're bonsai. Yeah, it helped them. That's right, okay. What is bonsai? What is bonsai? That's right. So they should go and show the bonsai. And the Chalnoth looks at it, and he's like, it's so beautiful. And then immediately just devours it like it's like a double cheeseburger or something. And then drinks. Or like a slider. Or a slider. <laughs> which might be the same thing. Um, <laughs> um, to him. Um, and then like chases it down with like the spritzing bottle of water. And is like, I like this. You can scan it. Did we ever talk and say that's what what why what the confrontation was? Can we scan this oscillating yeah. nebula? Oh, okay. That, yeah. This is once in a lifetime. I didn't say oscillating nebula, but I did say scanning in time yeah, okay. limited. All right, because why does Starfleet like to scan stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To learn. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, we, we solved all the things and... Um, get back and sounds like y'all had a great time and they're, like, they're basically like trying to like one up each other like now that they're all reunited and um, like sounding kind of jealous and then at the very end we have what Rutherford and Boimler going back to the holodeck again this time 
what? dressed up as like Mo- Mozart. Is that yeah, well, they, they no, were it's, they were it's forbidden. Trela- it's, tr- it's Trelane, isn't it? Isn't that who they're supposed to be? I, I thought he said Mozart. I thought I heard Mozart too. Oh, I thought they were supposed to be Trelane, right? That would have been. They were playing like the music that he was playing. Yeah. That's what I thought that they were supposed to be. Because like another Star Trek. That would have been like a good Star, Star Trek. Trek and we get into Star Trek. Yeah. That's not what happened. No. But yeah, but they were forbidden to uh, run the the Mark Twain program, so they had to find another one. It's yeah. like, oh, this is really hard to play. <laughs> yeah, and they were like talking about like watercolor versus um, oil based for like the, this enterprise. Yeah. Me, enterprise yeah, painting, little... and they decided to go with acrylic instead <laughs> while they're playing. And then like, are you jealous that you missed our wedding? Jealous? We're not jealous. We only I only could have went to a planet that no one's ever been to before. No one ever oh, gets to go to. Man. Boimler missed out again. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But they've got Brotherford. Oh. That's a good that's a good cu- like name match. That's a good couple name right there, yeah. I agree. Alright, well, that's it. Y'all got anything else before we go into stuff? I mean, I'm I'm glad you know we did the award show and and underused character. One of the nominees was Tendi, right? Yeah. Because we kept. Yeah. Are we gonna get more Tendi? We got some more Tendi, right? I think we learned more about Tendi now than we have in three seasons. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed it, like getting to see her because you know sure. she doesn't come from a Federation world. She doesn't have that same upbringing, right? So like, what is it about her? And I really enjoyed that. Sure. I was I was trying to think about it. We did have a brief episode where she had encountered some Orions though. And she kinda kinda like put a little bit out there, but not near as much as this. But I agree it was really nice to Yeah, the, little, last season when we went back to when we went back to D Space Nine. Ah, yeah, um, yeah. There was that other Orion there that had joined Starfleet and he was like, Cool, we're moving. but he was like faking it because he wasn't yeah, a pirate. But was that the one? I thought we did go back to. That was the episode when we were on Deep Space Nine last season. I I, I don't know. I felt was... there. I felt like there was one at one point where we met. I don't know. She she came to ask a favor of another guy or something like that and called her. Right. Mistress. Yeah. That's where we learned the Same nickname thing. Mistress of the Wind. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 I forget what episode that was in. Yeah. Well, there we go. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's go on to the Delta. We can do this collectively. I think that's the trend we've been doing lately. So, uh, different divisions and how well they were represented. So, what are we thinking? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, really? We doing that? Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, you you could put some command in there though, for like Boimler and Rutherford, because all their their idea was insane. They were trying to promote mm. communication when our captain could not find a way. And they did through a roundabout. They did find a compromise through all for throughout all of this by having their bonsai eaten. So. Mm-hmm. Operations they in kind terms of, of fell like back asswards into that, though. It's true. But but they tried something because, I mean, uh, a failure can still be um, a learning opportunity. Right. 
Yeah. So they did try something. They knew it worked for them. Why in the hell you would do it is beyond me, but they did sure. it. Sure. Sure. Operations, I mean, if we're looking at it from like an engineering standpoint, I mean, we saw Tendi do um, uh, like the hot wiring of like the, the vessel, but we also saw her using her sciencey stuff with cataloging and also um, um, canceling out like the pheromones. Yeah, but then you then you jump right into the fact that Mariner was stabbed three times and is still for some reason okay. Like you have to suspend quite a bit of disbelief there. Plot it's like now nah, medical science doesn't work here. <laughs> yeah, I think you're stretching. I can understand like doing some engineering. You're saying how they got the ship working, the derelict ship, right? Mm-hmm. But I think we're stretching for anything else. Okay. All right. It was on the borders of a little bit more silly this episode than, sure. than sure. serious. All right. Well, let's let's move into the the numerical rating then. So, um, scale of one to ten, one being a dumpster fire, ten being absolutely amazing. Uh, we'll start with David, and we'll uh, bring it all home with Eric at the very end for uh, this one and last week. Um, so, David, what are you thinking about um, this episode of Lower Decks? Oh, um, okay. So, I mean, I, th- I think there were some funny parts in here, I guess. You know, the Mark Twain thing and then the the ending Mozart thing. I mean, that was kind of funny, you know, a way to iron out your arguments, I guess, uh, between Rutherford and Boimler. So that was kind of, kind of funny, very short and hobnob B story. Um, the the Tendy stuff, I mean, like Eric had already said, it was nice to sort of be, you know, just a little bit more with Tendy than the other, than the other characters, and you know, kind of learning a little bit more about her backstory. the The only thing I would kind of say is that the the whole thing seemed really quick and a bit hacky. You know, it, it's not like this was something that was enthralling. It wasn't an enthralling story that just had me on the edge of my seat. It was, you know. It wasn't very good storytelling for me. It was very quick and predictable and, you know, just kind of what I expect sort of from the show. So I don't want to like, I don't want to like flame anything. It's what I expect, but it's not anything that's going to break the bank. Um, you know, I, I think Talyn was, you know, is probably one of the, the better shining points of, of this particular season. Cause like I appreciate dry humor and I think sticking that sort of Vulcan stoicism in here is, is kind of, it's kind of nice. It's like a, a weird, weirdly interesting counterbalance to all the zaniness that, that these, you know, characters seem to bring. Um, but you know, it does pile on to be one more sex joke, you know, just, just one more kind of sort of pedantic childish sex joke. And while I can laugh along a little bit, I just kind of looked at him like, wow, okay, you got a formula and I guess you're going to stick to it. So, um, gosh, did I like it? better than the last couple of episodes you know this is what's really hurting me this season because i'm just like it's not as memorable as some of the other stuff had been 
Um, gosh, I don't know. I, I'm. I guess I'm just gonna give it another. We'll just do a seven. Just a seven. It was fine, but it wasn't anything stupendous. Okay. Yeah. Um, this week, um, I, I I also um, enjoyed the fact that we got uh, more focus with Tendi than um, we have in the past. I mean, we've had like sprinklings of it here and there, but like this, like we're we're actually learning more about Tendi, just like we were learning more about Rutherford. Um, especially last season with, uh, what was that, Reflections, I believe, was his episode, where we really pulled back um, the curtain on some of his backstory. Um, <clears throat> the thing that um, I just, I, I know it's Lower Decks, and we're going to have, like, sex jokes out the wazoo, uh, but I just, the, 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 the sex dungeon, red light district thing, whatever that was, like, the, Rones, the the stink, the whatever room that was, just rubbed me the wrong way. I'm just not a fan of it, and I realize that there's like fans out there that are digging that, but um, yeah, just not for me. But I did like um, I I know Eric definitely knows this. You might know this, David. Um, but Times Arrow is one of my absolute favorite next-gen episodes like one of my top five maybe even top three for next-gen so like the fact that I got to see some Mark Twain um, show up um, just made me so happy Um, even seeing like minimal amounts of growth when it comes to you know um, actually being able to finish work and being called to the bridge and like the captain listened to even like some of like the zany ideas that um, Boimler and Rutherford had. I think that's some decent growth. I think those are some decent opportunities, but it's, I mean, it is what it is at the same time too. And I'm right there with you. I'm trying to figure out if I like this more than um, episode three. And I don't think I do. Um, And in, in thinking about a rating, I'm I'm already starting to think if I need to reevaluate some of the ratings that I've given with the first three episodes. Now that we're in the fourth, I mean I don't know what else to say really about like the episode itself. Um, the number I was thinking of. I think I'm just going to have to stick with, and that's the same as you, David. I'm going with a seven on uh, this week's episode. So, Eric, what do you got, man? Wow. Okay. So, we have a big disagreement then because I did not like last week's episode, like, really at all. I thought there was, like, way too much going on in last week's episode. And it just, it didn't keep my attention. Even though there was so much stuff going on, it didn't keep my attention. Um, But this week's episode, I enjoyed the mess out of this episode. I was laughing. I was, like, fully engaged with it. Like, everything you said about the sex jokes. And I'm normally the person who's here, like, oh, the sex jokes. And I even started this episode, like, yeah, we did a sex joke again. But, like, 
I feel like before when it does sex jokes, it's trying too hard to make them fit. Here, this everything that happened in this episode like felt natural, right? Yeah, we're going to Orion, and Orions have this is part of like the planet and the culture of Orion. They have the pheromones, and you know people get addicted to them. We saw that in Enterprise, right? So it it made sense to me. You know, I enjoyed I enjoyed it so much. It was so fun of an episode, um, and it totally fit the premise of Lower Decks. Right? We're not doing something that's important to the mission of the Cerritos. Not really. Right? We, we're gone off. We're on a side mission. We're on a side quest. And I know I normally say I don't like side quests, right? But this show to me should be about side quests. Um, things that aren't the main idea of the ship and seeing getting to see Tendi and and Mariner and Talyn on having their little fun trip like everything about it just entertained me like very much and then you know for, you've got Boimler and Rutherford for reasons called to the bridge that doesn't make sense and they come up with some zany idea like that's what they do and so for me this episode like fit the premise perfectly and I, I I just enjoyed it and like I get everything you're saying but like we're way off right? like the three of us are just way off like last week and this week and that, that's fine I think that's fine um like I came in I came into this with a rating and like I'm not gonna let you guys change my mind with your low ratings because as I look back and see some of the things I've, I've been rated before, like I'm gonna give this an eight point two. Okay, what about um, episode three with uh, Cradle of Exelon? <clears throat> oh yeah, I like I said, I did not like that episode. That to me, that's like a six point five. Okay, it just it had way too much happening, and none of the stories really kept my attention. Okay, all right. So, yeah, we <clears throat> we definitely are um, a little spread out. I mean, like you said, 6.5, a 7, and a 7.2 for episode 3 in the Cradle of Vexilon. That was last week's episode. And then for this week, we have um, Dave and I with 7, and then Eric with an 8.2, which gives us an average rating of a 7.4. Okay. We've had, we've had some of those, like, shock ratings before, and... Um, to me, I think this is like Eric's first kind of shock rating amongst the group. So well done, good sir. Well done. I, I do what I can. <laughs> as you should, Commander, as you should. All right, well, that's it. Uh, that's it for the show. Um, I, I ain't got any, anything else, so. Um, There's no X-Poll? Expo. No, man, the marketing team's Expo. still working on that. Like, I don't know what I don't know what to call that thing now. Expo. Just the Expo. I'm doing the ooh, I'm doing ooh, the, ooh, the Family ooh. Feud. I'm doing the Family Feud, Hold right? On. Took Hold me forever on. to figure out what they were doing on Family Feud. Hold on, I just thought of something. I just thought of something. So I don't know if y'all got y'all knew this, but we're we're a Star Trek podcast. You ready for this? There's a character on Star Trek. Enterprise called T'Pol. What if we called it a uh, T'Pol? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Pull the to pull. Okay. I still like X pull. All right, we'll we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Uh, we're gonna we'll workshop that. <laughs> workshop the heck we'll out. We'll hire of that. Don Draper to figure this out for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, guys, I don't know if you realize this, but um, we are just a few. Like we're we're less than a month away from this podcast um, being older. Four years wow. next month. Four years. It's, it's hard to. It's crazy to think about that. Just where this was, and like the idea, and yeah, just four years. We've been going for almost four years. It's just wild to me. Over two hundred episodes. That's cray cray. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I remember the first episode I recorded with you. I was sitting on my bed, no microphone, right? I had four cats sitting there with me. <laughs> and I remember, what was it, like the next episode or, or, or something? It was like, don't blame Chase for the crappy audio. That was totally yeah. me. That's totally on me because it was early on. It's like, I got a microphone now. <laughs> It was good stuff. Oh, good stuff. Growing pains, man. Growing pains. It's good stuff. All right. All right, gents. Well, thank you as always uh, for the, the lovely conversation about these shows. We'll be back next time for episode five, and that'll put us at the halfway mark of, of the season. Wow. Just absolutely wild. So, wild. Yeah. All right. Well, y'all have a good night, and um, all you out there in Listenerland, I hope you enjoyed the show, and would love to know if you side more with uh, the Eric way of rating this or if you're more with us or if you're lower, if you're higher, uh, let us know. Uh, just let us give us ideas. Uh, shoot us a message, trtvpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can send us a voice only to 817-752-4757. Remember, there is a three-minute limit, so uh, watch out before you get um, vaporized by this mystery ship. Um, other than that, if you want to mail us something, like, I don't know, one of those sweet daggers that um, Erica has, or just the Orions have, that we can put on display. That'd be great. One Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in, and as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.